Greetings. It is Hellcast. I am Reaper, the big cheese. And to my left or right is Jesus Christ Almighty. I am here to save everyone's soul. Oh, you already did. Oh, I did. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> it's Eddie Satan. He didn't come here to save. He didn't. No, he's here to probably break some wind or something. That <laughs> <laughs> wind was broken. <laughs> I'm still recovering. I don't know. We got the candles lit about. for the uh, ambiance. Yeah. <laughs> the lights are out. and it's, We don't have lights down here. It's all torches in the dungeon of Hellcast studios yeah, it might be someone's perspective on it their their visual that they have yeah. had, you know chains and fucking it was funny like when the, when the hellcast first started there was a flyer made and it was like just me with like radio 666 yeah, like a, yeah like you know it was basically I, I went in front of a green screen and then it was just you know dropped out and they put me in a fake studio kind of reminiscent to the uh real live one a real dead one oh your maiden cover yeah you know and it reminded me also of somewhere in time for some reason too okay i don't know why but i don't either but, but uh the uh is there someone that was you know it was nice it was nice they were reviewing like hellcast is great and their studio looks awesome it looks really professional and this is like <laughs> it also looks really photoshopped yeah that, that was actually before uh Obviously, I joined when you did that, and yeah. I actually had that on my fridge for a while because it was a cool <laughs> picture. <laughs> our radio six 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 FM or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It was just yeah. like the. I I was trying to go for the uh, real dead one somehow, yeah. but me yelling on a microphone was kind of yeah. It didn't translate as well, but hey, hey thank you. Good night. Yeah, that was the show. <laughs> wow, that was time. a really bad episode. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people were very happy about our fiftieth episode and. I don't think they're too happy about how this 51st <laughs> is going. <laughs> That's all right. But we got some email, and uh, longtime listener, Hector. Hey, Hector. He had uh, commented on how we were briefly talking about the MDF thing, and I think I had some not-so-positive... Shocker. Yeah, things to say about it. <laughs> exactly, shocker. But uh, as Hector went to go and put it... To me, MDF has been an escape, the closest I could ever come to a religion, a religious pilgrimage. As far as the variety of types of bands is concerned, I'm all for it, since I also listen to hardcore, punk, crossover, crust, grindcore, etc., etc. MDF is like an extended family where you see a lot of people that you wouldn't otherwise see and this and that and this and basically yes and I, and I didn't and I don't want to like go off on a full thing how oh that's so fucking stupid why would anything because going to a show or even being in the metal or hell even a lot of the things that we've reflect on on this show is very appreciative and you know liking towards the camaraderie you get from people that like this music so I don't really I didn't really mean to bash it in a huge sense of the way well I, no you do. You bash the shit out of it. I mean, you, even local shows, you're like, fuck, people, I don't go, and people get pissed, and it's like, well, fuck the people that get pissed. They're That's just idiotic. If you go, great. If you don't, a friend of mine from uh, Party Plates, like a local punky, medley, I, I don't even know what to call them, band that I really like, he texted me last night, was like, hey, do you want to, we're playing uh, Now Let's Class, you should come out to the show, and I was like, yeah, it was kind of last minute. Wasn't feeling real good. Anybody knows me. Been under the weather last god couple months, and uh, you know, I was like, I just, I just couldn't fucking get myself out the door because I was just so goddamn tired. I had so much shit 
sitting in my lap then that I was like, had I, you know, known about it earlier, it's just not his fault. Hell, I just wasn't looking at the calendar. But when you do go to shows like that, I, I agree with Hector. I mean, there's times where I go in and I see people. God, the last show I went to, which I guess was Acid Witch and Nunsolder. I mean, it's like you walk through. I don't think I bought a drink there. And it's it's just fucking cool when people see it. Oh, here, fucking another show. Um, talking about uh, Lurking Corpses and High Spirits and American Werewolves out in uh, Fort Wayne. Of course, that's Lurking Corpses' hometown. And uh, some listeners actually sought me out. Shane Van Gool from Lurking Corpses. Van Gool. Shane Von Gool from... <laughs> did I say Van? Yeah. Shane Von Gool from... That's his, uh, that's his van. Is, is yes. Van Gool. He, by the river. But, yeah. <laughs> but anyhow, he said, thanks, Daddy Satan. And uh, prior to, Jake from Chicago had come up to me and was very appreciative of the show. Hey, what's up, Jake? Uh, this kid, uh, Arthur, came up, and I ended up talking to Arthur for a while. And it's that that's the thing I think that's neat, that you can get past the douchebags. Uh, if you focus on the, the good folks that, that that you meet there, I mean, there's always going to be a douchebag out in public, you know, especially at a metal show. There's probably going to be a tough guy or something, at least one there. But uh, yeah. it, it's always a neat. It's, I, I think they're neat, I, and sometimes yeah, you just you you can't go. You feel good. You're working. Whatever that's going on, and there's nothing wrong with it. And there's nothing wrong with going. There's nothing wrong with not going. But re- reading what Hector sent you and I, it was. You know, living in Puerto Rico now, he's moved to to Florida, right? And hopefully, he'll get some better metal. So he wouldn't get there. that shit around. Yeah, he wouldn't. He wouldn't have that experience. And and honestly, who really gives a shit what either one of us have to say? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're up here. You know, it's all the people like Arthur and Jake that came up to us, uh, uh, or came up to me at that at that show. It was it was very flattering. And these emails we get, I know sometimes I don't respond uh, straight away, but. You know, you guys, it's 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 very flattering getting this stuff. You know, and in, in, in the in the kind words and and yeah, the relating that you guys are trying to do with us. So, Hunter, hey man, good job on Hellcast. Really can't get enough of it. I was stoked to be able to listen to three hours of it last week. I was curious if you read the current current issue of Decibel. It had a midnight flexi. They cover Venom's too loud for the crowd. Yeah, Nunslaughter was featured in there too. Anyways, there is an article in that issue about un-black metal. It's the Christian version of black metal. Apparently, it's not a new thing. There were bands playing un-black metal in Norway in the early 90s. I think I may remember in in the past, Hellcast, you guys may have touched on it. Uh, Yeah, we did, definitely. We did, yeah. Uh, I don't remember how much detail, but... I thought it was kind of extensive, or or some kind of Christian metal. I I think we did that, too. (laughs) Yeah. Needless to say, the... 51 episodes, man. Yeah, man, we got a lot of ground to cover. (laughs) Needless to say, in the article, the black metal bands and the un-black metal bands have two completely different ideas of what black metal is and whether or not Christianity can fit into the genre. Personally, I don't believe Christianity fits into metal of any style. But when you consider the history of black metal, the idea of a band playing in corpse paint and screaming about Jesus <laughs> is just a fucking that, joke. That's actually really... That line... I, I, I agree 100% on that. <laughs> what I thought was interesting was the fact that the Christians that play in these bands got into black metal by listening to black metal bands with the anti-Christian views. 
I know that metal and its history in regards to Christianity is nothing new, but every time I put on a new album by Nunslaughter, Blasphemy, what do you mean a new album by Blasphemy? Or a new one by Celtic Frost. Celtic Frost, well, that might, that's a little more current, etc., etc. I'm reminded of that history through the artwork and lyrics, and that is part of the allure of the music for me. And I'm sure it is 99.99% of the people that listen to metal. So how someone can be influenced by black metal and decide to take it out Satan, take, take out, out Satan, Satan and insert Jesus is okay is beyond me. So I don't I don't mean to be a, to beat a dead horse into the ground. Well, dude, if you just listen to this fucking episode, we've been definitely wow. beating one. <laughs> Shit like we've never done that before. <laughs> but I just find the whole thing rather ridiculous and would like to hear your take on it. Keeping it evil, Hunter. Well, um, you know, it, it really, to reflect on that, I I think it was very well said in what he said. And, you know, in many ways, it is, I don't entirely agree with the, the you know, Jesus can't have anything to do with music. I, I mean, I agree to the sense that why would it? Because it just sounds silly. But at the end of the day, so does Satan. <laughs> it's all well, rather silly. Yeah, I, honestly, I think both characters, whether you believe they existed or do exist or whatever, it's it's been so manipulated by the religious, and that that that's where my the Eddie Satan name comes from. Uh, no, why? Right? Well, no, there's more to it. <laughs> okay. Shut the fuck up, Reaper. Avenge Sevenfolds were mine. Right, came right. From. So mine came from. Uh, so it took a shitty band to remind me of a reaper. Anyway, sorry. Well, mine came from a good band, Satan. <laughs> um, ah, uh, fuck. So the origins of the so, Eddie Satan. Oh, it, it, well, that was part of it. So it, it's been so manipulated by, you know, regardless of what religion it is, <laughs> they, they just use both of those characters as power. To yeah. hold over people in fear or whatever else, and whether there was a real Jesus or not that had good stuff to say or that I, I mean, throughout my life as a young kid, I read the fucking Bible because I had like Catholic school and all that shit. But it was yeah. great because I would go in there like with different I, I takes on what these stories meant. And even now, I don't have one now, but I've thought about going and buying one. Oh, just because it's 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 such a fantastic read. <laughs> Especially that Revelations part, and it's pretty fucked up. It, it, it is, and it's it's. I mean, when you read some of the quotes in the Bible, it's pretty fucking ridiculous, and it's it's it's, it's been ma- manipulated and, and interpreted and whatever else. And it's just baffling how people are like, "Well, that's like true. That's what happened." And it's just like, "Well, there's a lot of violence in that book. There's a shit ton of violence." Yeah, and, and it's like, how many t- how many times is it passed down by literate people by word until it got to finally written? And then reinterpreted, and we got to. Anyway, the, the point of all that is, it's like, I think it's ridiculous because there, the whole idea of Satan to me was that rebellion. Like my joke, I always say to people is, is well, let's see, he was kicked out of his house, forced to live in the basement for being a rebel and causing trouble yeah. upstairs, so to speak. For <laughs> put him in the basement. So yeah, yeah, and it's like I think we can all relate to that. And, and I think that's maybe even like where the like what we touched on in one episode, and just in general, where like the Levee Satanism comes from. It's kind of about rebelling, being yourself, thinking for yourself type 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 thing, and to have a a music genre, whether it's black metal or any bl- rock and roll or heavy metal, that doesn't speak out 
it's kind of hard to to picture like Jesus or Christianity or even Judaism or Muslim in a, like in the form, I, like of, in, in, in the form of, of rock and roll because it's like you're not really speaking out. You're kind of follow this, you know, and maybe people could say that about the people that sing about Satan. I think it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Because maybe we're conforming to be rebels. Well, I, I don't even go in up, their eyes, you know. Well, when you got a, a freaking, you know, in the case of black metal, just chaotic sounding music, what, what you're not going to accept for the whiny lot, cape. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're not going to expect, you know, did you ever know that you're my hero? Like, I mean, you're oh, not yeah. going to expect him doing that. Jesus was on the cross for us. I can't do it. Yeah, so that's where well, I kind of slice it. Like, just throw all the religious sides past and just like, it just, it sounds stupid. You know, he died for you. I mean, I guess in, in many ways, you know, it would. In many ways, though, it still isn't like words and concepts that would be that far off kilter to what the Satan part would be. Because, you know, there's many songs about the devil's child's going to be coming or, you know, he's going to be taking over the world and stuff. And that's kind of the essentially the backwards of the Jesus story, more or less. Uh, but it just it is it's like it's a especially with black metal. It's a music that. As you know, Hunter had pointed out, and, and anyone well, well versed in metal would know that it's something that was derived from the Satan thing. So that's where it gets a little bit harder to accept it. But in many ways, I can kind of accept an unblack metal. I just think that it's re- backwards. It's just it's it's kind of silly and. And as as for or against it or concerned or not concerned, that's where I'm just kind of like, well, you know, let them have their day if they want it. You just don't want to listen to it. Fucking, we'll definitely have fuel for it. But it, it is fucking stupid to picture people up there with courts paint singing about it. Yeah, there, there's oh, a movie. Sure. <laughs> there, there's a movie I saw on Netflix the other day called uh, Hellbound, and uh, I, it was pretty good. I couldn't tell where. I, I'm going to have to watch it again. I think I had, had a couple glasses of something alcoholic while I was watching it. But I was really intrigued by this by this movie. There was a scene where it had these alleged Christian kids at like a fear camp. And they, so there would be like a girl in a room with a guy and he'd have like this, like mask almost corpse paint or, or mask on and he's coming out and I'm going to rape you and I'm going to rip your clothes off and because it's the devil and if you don't go to Christ this is what's, what hell is like and it's like these kids are like 16, 18 maybe in the early 20s how the fuck do they know what the hell anything is like I mean honestly yeah yeah and, I mean no offense to the kids that listen but I know a hell of a lot more stuff at my age than I do at 16. But then again, at 16, I knew a lot of stuff that I was, that I don't know now because I've been, you know, ruined or jaded. But the, the point of that is more, it was, it was fucking ridiculous because it was these religious Christian kids using basically oh horror movie shit to scare other Christian kids. And so the, the narrator, the guy doing all the interviews goes up to one of the, the adults that was putting it on and he's, you know, this fat trailer trash, fucking beer belly fishnet hat fucker. And he goes up, not that I'm judging. He goes up to him and he goes, so is this something you think Jesus would do? And he was like, well, uh. <laughs> and it was kind of funny because it's like, so it's okay for them maybe to put this horror movie or horror play on 
And I guess you'd have to maybe see the movie, but I recommend everybody. Hellbound. Maybe you won't like it, but I did. It was just intriguing. Caught my attention. So rewinding back to this unblack metal thing. Yes, sorry. Uh, I one of my thoughts though on it is I, I sorry Cannabis Corpse, but I'm not really a fan. And and I and, you know and and one of the reasons is I like their their titles are funny and and it's I, I would imagine it's a, a definitely a, a joke band or something that they're trying to be serious but they you know the music musical aspect of it is seriously done like they're not sitting there you know doing stupid shit in the songs right uh, and that's in a way the where it lacks in my opinion because then then it just sound, once you get past the cover and the funny song titles the jokes kind of lost we're like a band like Ghoul. Because they just did a split with Cannabis Corpse, right? Their humor to the matter is still present in their otherwise to an unknowing audience serious sounding music. It's still there. Be like they do like the surf song, or they'll do that like that that narrative guy in there, or just even the the, the, the very, very mortal Spanish sounding. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which uh, I and that's what intrigues me, but that honestly, that's what catches me the most about them. Yeah, their their joke comes through it, or just even their tongue and cheek. Lurking corpses does it too. A lot, there's there's bands that it, it's captured. That's where I go back to the black metal thing. It's just like, well, say you want, you know, you like black metal, you're in, influenced by it. It's it's almost like just why would you even bother to do it in a music that realistically if you don't know if you don't read the lyrics and a lot of times these days as we're, we'll get to further in our nerdier segments uh without having lyrics and shit no one's gonna know the goddamn difference it's just gonna be a guy yeah i mean he, he could be saying heaven or jesus you won't even know because he's so it's like well you're not getting your message across unless they're physically buying it so it's like it's just kind of a, a, the worst form of music in order to like you know speak your give your message i really feel guilty in a way to be a guy that's sitting there like touching upon some of these black metal subjects because i'm like the furthest thing from a, a, an avid black metal fan yeah but you know i have my thoughts and respect towards the people that do like it and do take it seriously because i think that's definitely the the metal form that takes themselves the most serious so to the ones that do take them seriously sorry to be the guy that's the spokesman in, a, in many ways there's a message to it but their message is more so through their image and, and the chaos of the music than someone just picking it up listening to it going like man you know this like I, every time i hear that song it just puts shivers down my spine when he goes <laughs> well, and I said that one time, and I don't remember if it was last time when Kevin was here or not, but someone poo-pooed on it. But I th- that's why I said, I said, I thought image was very important with black metal. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where I find it humorous that a Christian band would otherwise think, well, hey, I think this know, is the genre for them. The, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Granted, everyone wants to put their spin on it, but you kind of got to step outside the box and go, well... Are they even going to know what the fuck I'm talking about and accept the fact? And, well, I guess Christ doesn't belong here. He doesn't belong in a lot of places, especially there. So that would be my response to the unblack metal thing. Unimaginable 
one of the most fun things about being an avid collector is all the options you have and options i mean when that stuff's packed out you know cds got a, a wide variety of ways that they come lps even wider tapes i don't even know why those are popular <laughs> but they sound i guess <laughs> i guess but they got a different uh packaging to them and that is one of the things that i want to reflect upon these packages because some people might be like well what the hell do you mean others just might be intrigued or i just need the vent I don't know what it is. You be, you decide. But I'm going to start with some CDs. And CDs, to most people know, they come as a jewel case. A jewel case meaning that plastic piece of shit that you slide a fucking uh, CD into or a booklet into the cover, put a CD into a tray, and you flip it over, and there's that little th- tray card, as they call it. Simple, effective, and small for the people that don't like to have music lying around. And that's cool. And, and that's, it's good for people that are oafs and sometimes break the little centerpiece thing that holds your CD in place. Yeah. Or when they come fucking in the mail from wherever and they're fucking Yeah, you can break. If you can replace you can the replace case. Yeah. Nothing special. You can get them anywhere. They're cheap. But if that wasn't good enough, and it was, well, then they decided to make it a little more advanced. And so then there's the uh, Super Jewel cases. Now, I remember thinking, what the fuck is a Super Jewel case? Super Jewel case, I don't know how to describe it, but if you're familiar with, I don't know, pulverized records, the stuff that they put out, the, the, the sultry reissues uh, in my collection mostly, they're those cases where they have like two prongs that hold in the booklet, or hell, I think they have four. It's like, and then, like, it's really and, and the more way it's hinged compact. is. Yeah, yeah, it's a little stronger hinged. It leaves, I think, less room for the booklet because of the way it's hinged. I think there's... Well, I think the booklet's bigger, but I think... Why don't you for, grab one? Well, I will, but to describe it to people, um, I think for the listener to get a grasp on what I'm trying to talk about, I think they're commonly used for, like, software, or if AOL were to have a modern day, like, here's the new AOL, you know, 20.0... Uh, they would send it in one of these kind of cases. I, I don't know what else they're really used for. You don't see them that often in America. But it's got a freaking... I mean, it's got a latch on there. It's very sophisticated. Yeah, they're, they're nice. These are these are really they're nice. They're nice. They look nice, and it makes the cover look nice. And I think the booklet's and even it makes a tad the, bit bigger. Yeah, it's the got, booklet is actually the same or bigger. It's the backside that's a little bit larger, I think. And or it's got four spines. So in case you didn't get it the first time, you got it three other times right 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 (laughs) uh but my biggest complaint is you know after you crack the seal and get through the force field there you can't get the the booklet is is so big it's got two prongs on either side holding it in but then it's got like a little ledge top and bottom and the thing's like flush with the that it's very hard to get it out out without mangling the damn thing and i don't even want to begin to wonder how you're going to get that tray insert in and out so otherwise it's cool but and it's still if it didn't have those prongs on it, it'd be fucking sweet. Yes. And I and I have a feeling that some sort of Asian people came up with this and I would have expected a little bit better from them. <laughs> but the cool thing is, it's not like it's a weird size that doesn't fit in with the rest of your collection. So it's still the same size as a CD case, but everything else is somewhat bigger and the presentation's more focused on and it looks futuristic. But I don't like them that much. Do you? I 
the thing I like about them is they're a little sturdier. But the thing is, is if you do break it or crack it, then you're fucked. How the hell do you get a new one of those? Yeah, exactly. Super I don't know. jewel case. I was just at a place today, and I didn't even think to ask the guy, do you guys carry super jewel cases? He might like to me like, what the fuck is that? And they might, but... I don't know. Yeah, what are you going to order it from China or something? Granted, I think that's where their other cases come from. So, so maybe it isn't that hard to get them. But man, what if a cover breaks? So that's the other the, on the other CD cases. Say the lid cracks. Well, you could take the lid off and put a new lid on if you had another lid. Uh, or just go buy some. Or say the tray breaks and like the lid had a sticker on it. You could replace the tray. Where this, if it breaks, you're screwed. Yeah. You know, never mind opening the damn thing. <laughs> that's I can hardly get the booklet out, let alone yeah. the rest of it. <laughs> I know that's the bummer about it because so, those sultry CDs look very nice. They look really nice. I don't know that I've ever pulled those booklets out. I had to rely on my LP. Yeah, which well. <laughs> uh, and then digipacks. Now digipacks for the unknowing are those. They're all around cardboard, and then when you flip it open, there's a glued in tray. We all got them. Digipacks, and not all the time they're like that. Sometimes digipacks have a little bit more. Sometimes there's just a diversity. S- like a sleeve. Yeah. Sometimes the booklet will slide in a little cutout, and it'll be like right in there, like be like a real album, a little pocket kind of. Yeah, yeah. Or they'll have like a, a pocket cover, like an album, or they'll have like the little uh, I don't know, freaking uh, <laughs> kangaroo kind of thing pouch. With pouch. There you go. <laughs> I could come up with kangaroo, but I couldn't think of a pouch. pouch. Man, One I'm, syllable word, three psh, kangaroo, yeah. three. So I like digipacks, though. I mean, there's nothing in the way of if they're damaged, though. Oh, yeah, you're fucked. I, recently, I just got a Hellstar reissue fucking digipack. Oh, with the two-on-one? Yeah, and I was trying to get some out, and it fucking ripped, because I, I can't remember if it was me being a retard opening it. I shouldn't say retard. Yeah, you can But... Uh, <laughs> or or what the fuck it was, but I but I ended up fucking ripping all of it. I was like, fuck? God damn it! So fucking pissed. And it's a cool thing because it's a cool idea. You know, it's all right. It's you know, five hundred years from now when no one's hearing it, doesn't matter anyway. It's gonna fucking recycle and turn to dust or whatever. Or the plastic won't. But it's like fuck off. Who cares? But take care of, of your shit. I, a lot of people say that they suck because oh they get damaged easy and then you can't replace them and stuff. I was like. Well, what the hell do you think an LP is? That's total Yeah, damage. but you're not carrying an LP around to listen to in your car. I'm not carrying around the CD, honestly. I'm taking the CD out of the digipack. I'm putting it in a travel case that I have specifically. I get a slimline case, which is coming up soon, too. <laughs> and I use it that I travel with. I travel just with the disc. And you know what's funny is when I get slip cases like that, even even with the plastic inside, I've started taking all my CDs out and putting them in jewel cases next to said... <laughs> CD because it's like because you get your fucking thummy friends over. Hey, let's listen to this. Rip. I even brought some. We don't have to look at them because then we'll be total nerds. But how many different no, versions of like to. the two hell fucking records I have? Where there's like the ones that come with the bon- one that comes with the bonus uh, DVD and then there comes with bonus uh, bonus CD with demos and live versions on it. Well, yeah. I have like two versions of each of those two versions, and then the regular version. And some of the stuff, dude, it's like you unfold it, and it's I can't remember how to fold it back together. It's it's fucking cool as shit. There's Ouija boards and shit in there, Whoa. and you try to fold it back, and where how the fuck does it? Does this flap go first or this one? And holy fuck! Well, that's bringing me to the next one, double disc. 
there's double disc cases. And now, thankfully to the modern someone who was designing these damn things, they made them. They made them where it's the single disc case and it's a double sided tray. That made life a lot easier because I do not Absolutely. like those doubles, those double tray ones. Because they the take up more room than two CDs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And there's just more shit to it. It's like, damn, man. Granted, they're kind of cool if you use them like in a, uh, a, you know, I don't know, some sort of packaging way. Uh, but I don't, honestly, I only have one. <laughs> I th- is it the Slayer Live thing? No, but that was that was the next one that came. I know. No, I had that Nunslaughter demo slaughter. Oh yeah, the yeah, first yeah. pressing of that that came out is in a chubby, as I call them, or I think they're called chubbies. I don't know. Oh, that's the only one I have. And frankly, if, you know, it's kind of cool because it has a booklet in there. But I think if it wasn't if it wasn't Nunslaughter trying to pull a cool packaging, I would hate that goddamn thing. Yeah, and I don't know why. I mean, it just takes up a little bit more room. I know why because then. The whole fucking row. Yeah, it gets, <laughs> it gets out of fuck. It's, uh, yeah, like, I could fit 30, but now I can only fit 27, god damn it, because then there's this odd space that you, you really would have to mash a With CD The size of a slimline, basically, yeah. in between. Well, and that's why if someone were to look at my collection, moving on to slimlines, that's that skinny piece of shit that doesn't have a label on it. Fuck that you those. can't put a label on it. And basically, if you're giving someone like a computer a disc, demo or something. Or a yeah. demo. Yeah, a demo. It just has a cover, and then it's like a black tray normally. But those back, things suck, and those people put that shit out. I tell you what, though. back Or to the, singles. Sorry to interrupt you. CD singles commonly came down them. Right. Anyway. I'm used to being interrupted, dick. But back to the double CDs. It is the, the, the thing that's fucking... Uh, frustrating about those is some open this way and some open some hinge back where the hinge is to open it up and some hinge on the other side you know how many fucking ones of those they do yeah i've seen them hinge on both sides and the ones that hinge out Mm -hmm. like on the outside part like away from the main hinge fucking suck oh yeah do you know how many of those i fucking broken like on first fucking listen or i just open it and it's like oh fuck it everything's everywhere sweet now i gotta go buy another one of these fucking things let me ask you this though with your slimline cds are you as nerdy as i because when you get them the tray is usually clear so you could see the cd face do you put it back in to where you see the cd face the print on the cd or you just stick it in to where then you just see the i stick it in normal Oh, I put I put the, the label out. <laughs> put the label out so when you're looking at it, if you flip it over, it's like the back cover. I got to keep it nerdy, man. I for some reason that I that I that I think that leaves it prone to damage, but it's probably more prone it's, to damage the way it is because it doesn't matter either way. No, it's, it's in a case. It's got plastic, but that's slimline. But, but I'm like, I open it. I, I got to pick it up and stick so it. So you in don't like, like slimlines then? No. Yeah, because even if you're going to for demos them, and shit, they're cool, but. For but like even if you replace them, dude, some of those covers are different sizes. Like yeah. they're funky. They're not just like a perfect cut. Like they got that like little wet. Like it's like a tape. You know, how it's a, a tape has that little like little strip that folds up and has the track list on. Right, right. Well, in between that, like the spine and that little lip, there's like it's like a funky cut. So if unless you get a case that's just you know fit that you, it, it sucks it's just a pain in the ass absolutely yeah so fuck slim lines uh slip cases now slip cases are those cardboard things that go over top of jewel case most of the time the cardboard thing is the exact same cover the exact same back as the tray card and the booklet of the cd so what the fuck is the point of them 
I don't. I think it's kind of neat because then it's easy to leave your spot where if you pull them out. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Other than that, though. But there was one time, I forgot how the hell it happened, but I ended up spilling water on on the slipcase part. And Uh the the jewel case, yeah, Satan, I think. It was protected. survived, but the fucking outer part <laughs> wasn't. And what did I do? I you took I mine. ordered another one, and it, it came without the slipcase. And so I so traded then, you, or yeah, traded you're like, hey, Zach can I take something? your slipcase one? I was like, oh, you gave it to me, and you, yeah, you can have. And it. We I'll traded, take. yeah, that's because I hate slipcases because those damn things they get frayed. Like the Venom reissues come to mind. All of them have a damn slipcase, and other than having the embossed cover, yeah. That's cool, but other than that, it sucks. Because usually, especially DVDs and stuff, it's the exact same thing. It's just like, what in the world was the point with that? I mean, right down to sometimes you'll get the slipcase where then on the back it doesn't have a UPC. So then that's like, okay, well, then I get it. But then you get them now, they they have the same exact UPC, and you're just like, yeah. What was the point? Now, now it's just one extra stupid thing. It gets frayed, and then it's fucked and, up. And you can't and then it throw it away. And then, like you. You go to buy it again, and then it doesn't have the goddamn thing. So now you got to either track it around or, or buy it again. Right, <laughs> to right. Buy it a third because you need that fucking slipcase because you got to have it if it has a slipcase. Absolutely. Even though I hate the goddamn things, but yeah. Yeah, you can't just get rid of it. No, no, no. If there's a slipcase version out there, you got to have that version. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Life is not complete without it. Uh, mini CDs. Fucking pain in the ass. And I'm not talking about EPs and they'll call them mini CDs. I'm talking about but the three-inch small-ass things. Now, those things, not only are they a pain in the ass when they come in a normal-size case, try when they come in the three-inch three case. Oh, I know. Yeah. Screw you, that. It's it's like a mini DVD thing. And yeah. You gotta, yeah. And then try putting it in your computer to burn it onto your iPhone because you travel for a living. Or try getting a CD player in your house that fucking plays the thing. Dude, I don't have any. <laughs> but I have one like in my my distro, uh, and I think it's like the band called Deviant or something. And yeah. it's in like it's in the next thing I'm going to talk about a freaking one of those cardboard sleeves. Like if you get a promo CD, if you're at Hell's Headbangers, you get that little slide. It just slides right in there. It comes in one of those, so it's three inches. I can never find the goddamn thing. If I ever sell one, it's like where the hell is it? <laughs> and then it's I, like, oh, there it is. Well, I have the Nunslaughter mini CD, which came in that little DVD case which is actually kind of neat and then i have i know oh yeah i have that too I two have, of them two I, different ones i have uh maybe i have two different ones too, i don't know but i've got i know for sure the metallica one single from way back when on mini cd with Ooh. the prints well they were still okay then and then i might even have either beholder on the mini cd but fucking goddamn that was a pain in the ass trying to get something to play it who who was the guy that came up with that? And why did he know. get punched in the face? I mean, in the throat. What, what did what did that accomplish? Like you can't fit it in. Like you can't jam it in the car. It's, it's it, it now becomes a Christmas ornament. Yeah, because as far as I'm concerned, and I remember, weren't CDs kind of sort of created because they take up less space? Yeah. So why are we making something that now we can't even take on the road for us, and you just lose it? I mean, it's like, yeah, it's not much bigger than like a silver dollar. <laughs> it's just like, what the fuck's the point? Like a fucking ninja star. I hate those goddamn things. Fucking yeah, I'm not them. a fan either. And then there are, and believe it or not, official releases that come in a damn CD sleeve. The promo that I'm talking about. Just that cardboard cover, just put a CD in there. I hate that because every time I open, take that thing out, I'm thinking that the damn thing is getting scratched. 
I, I absolutely hate that. I, I don't mind it for promos and shit. For promos like is perfect. Stuff, but the actual release, yeah, it's kind of stupid. actual release, that's half-ass. I was like a motherfucker. Because then where is that going to go in my collection? Right, exactly. <laughs> you mean? And then you're trying to look for it. You're like, where the fuck is my whatever? And you, you keep going over it because it's so fucking small compared to the rest of your CDs. Oh, dude, I'm looking at my... my like miscellaneous section of my CD rack here, and like it just angers me every time. He's like, like what the fuck? These are the odds and ends ones. I had to make a special shelf for you that's at a different height than the rest of the row. So now when I get to that point, because it's lower on my rack, so when I get down to that point, I'm gonna have to move the goddamn thing down because I can't just keep stacking CDs. It's a pain in the ass. There's some real issues with that. Well, I tell you, there, there's <laughs> been some like old school bands uh, like Thin Lizzy, say, or, or Saxon that have box sets that are it's a box with a bunch of the um those sleeves in it and oh and it's like it it costs you like 60 bucks and you get like fucking 12 albums or something crazy like that and i go huh i'm gonna go buy the regular cds for twice (laughs) as fucking much because that thing there's no liner notes in them there's you just slide the cd out and that's it no lyrics no nothing there's nothing to look at it's like well it's cool i got the music but so when I first opened this, I want to look at it. I'll never look at it again. I might go back in 10 years from now and be like, yeah. what was the lyrics to that one But for that song? initial enjoyment, yeah. you're you just need like, it. Fuck this. Because what did I buy? I Just to be a nerd, I bought uh, King Diamond, one of those. And I opened it and I was like, what the f- This is all that's in here? I was so fucking bummed. I kept it because... What about CD box sets? You get those damn CD box sets where it comes in like a... It's not that much thicker than a normal CD. It's about maybe double the thickness. And and then you open it, and all that the only thing that's in there is a CD and a jewel case. Yay. And then a fucking patch or something. It's like, yeah. why did this need a box set? Because now I got this stupid-ass box that doesn't fit with the regular fucking CDs. And the fucking thing's going to get smushed because now it's going to be in a row that i got to sit there and smush another goddamn case. Or what I've been doing, I take my slimline CDs, even though it's out of alphabetical order, and I stick them in, in those fucked-up rows. So if you go on my rack, you'd be looking like, oh. Ugh. I can't do that. My OCD would not allow me to do that. Well, I, I it took me a while to get over it. And actually, no, I didn't get over Eddie because they're right up there at the top. So I didn't do that either. But I thought about doing it many times. So now I got rows with an extra spot that every time I look at my fucking rack, I'm sitting there going, I don't know, dude. Wait, I got sliding glass doors on mine. I can't I can't see the row unless I open it. Well, what do you <laughs> do open not- the row? Don't you, when you do open the doors and you see like that little uh, space, like aren't you sitting there looking through your collection going like, fuck, what disc is missing? No, because I buy so many CDs, I leave gaps so I can just slide shit oh. in there. And when it fills up, then then the whole shift goes on, which now is oh, not going <laughs> enti- to entail 20 shelves. It's going to basically entail well, do you do- 40 half shelves. Well, so do you do, when you were filing, this is like not getting on to our next format, but this is good because I need to know, do you, when you're putting shit away, do you just compact the shelf to the brim and then move on to another one or do you leave space that way when you get say another space so you can when you get a new acdc album or something you don't have to go all the way from a to z and move them all down you could just whoop. yeah and and what i'll do is over time as i see one starting to fill up i will start to shift which is a pain in the ass because i i got pain in the ass. yeah it's it's that's why i got like when you look at my rack i got the new section and as i i was just the other day actually i was like man i want to listen to that cd like where is it 
That's and I look why at, I and it's space. at the new section. I'm like, why the fuck is it in the new section? Like, I've had this CD for five goddamn years. Well, it's like, well, that's why, because I don't feel like fucking moving right. hundreds of CDs. That's why I leave spaces and <laughs> got the extra rack, because... But you still get fucked with the shift. Yeah, not as bad, though. Yeah, it takes longer. Yeah. But then you need a new rack sooner. So you get fucked somehow. No, I won't. I mean, dude, I got fucking two, like, 800 fucking rack. Right. And this is Eddie Satan. Oh. You're going to need a new rack soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, I already need a new rack because... <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> so then there's vinyl. And goddamn, does that have some problems, too. Fuck. <laughs> now, getting past the... I mean, if we can go on how to store it later... But getting back to the packaging, vinyl has a vast selection of packagings, typically Gate pocket fold. folders yeah. or po- pocket covers. And that's essentially, you get a cover, it has a little a pocket, you, you slide the damn insert, if it comes with an insert, and record inside it. Now, that's lovely. And in this modern day, with the bigger labels, they find it to be very convenient to say, take the record and put it inside the cover and then shrink wrap it well someone might be going well reaper what's the problem with that because when you mail the motherfucker there's a little bit of a leeway so the record can bounce around and the post office the fucking prick mailman he doesn't give a shit god damn it yeah and he's throwing your shit around so that record's bouncing around in there so then when you get it you're fucking covered now you got two pockets the edge (laughs) is fucked up Yeah. yeah yeah exactly so why they wrap that shit that's my gripe with pocket covers. Otherwise, they're okay. Because if you take the cover out and put it behind it and don't wrap the son of a bitch and put it in a sleeve, right. like a label that puts on the show that knows what's up and does it that way, right? you got no problems. Because you know what there is? There's people out there that I think get fucking their panties in a bunch. That, but what if somebody played this? What if it's yeah. used? Well, it's used, man. It's not wrapped. It's like you can kind of tell. Well, here's my and, answer. And, that, and here's the other thing is it's like when Slayer did the Rain and Blood. And they had like one in a hundred was a red vinyl. Yeah. So all the fucking douchebags, like even uh, somebody at our local record store here, my mind's eye, went through the Slayer stuff and opened every single random blood to see if they could find the red vinyl. Wow. Thought was pretty shitty of them. Well, you know what? A smart label, and I thought it was it was Metal Blade. Actually, they did it for Slayer. Maybe there was a bunch of record stores that were bitching about that. They. Did shrink wrap it, but they took the record, didn't put it inside the sleeve. They put it behind the cover like you should, and then shrink wrapped it. And they didn't even put it in a fucking jacket, so then you could see this is red, motherfucker. That would be cool. Yeah, that's yeah. a good idea. So then you can mail it. Why? Well, I think you should put it in a sleeve because you can tell on the sleeve. What yeah, you can. You can look at the hole. Yeah, yeah. Or just the outer. Yeah, you get. Yeah, the you point. can. Tell. You can tell. What about gatefolds? Now gatefolds, they're cool. They weigh a little bit more, uh, but it's a nice way to kind of present things nicer it, it sometimes and opens away for double lps yeah it helps double lps and the same problem happens though idiots they'll fucking stick the record inside the pockets of the gatefold right and when they don't do an lp the other edge of the cover has a pocket so if you stick the record in there when you open it up wide the other end opens up so then the other the, the record will slide, or say it comes with a poster, the, the poster will slide into the middle where the gatefold is, so then when you fold it again, you're fucking fold, fold, pull, uh, your poster gets bent up. You're talking about the reverse fold ones where they're the, the, the openings in the center? No, no, I'm saying if you were to have a double LP, 
you know, as a gatefold, you got two ends. So you'd have a pocket on this side, on the left, to slide pocket on the right. Yeah. And then pocket on the right. Well, when it's a single LP, you close that pocket on the left off so it doesn't make the other one too flimsy to where the center of the gatefold is now open. If you close it off, it's more solid, and the center of the gatefold won't open, so therefore your poster and shit won't slide to the center unknowing to you. And then when you close it back up and you're like, huh, that was a little bit... Uh, sturdy in the the closing aspect of it and then you open it back up and realize now your poster's bent in two that's never happened to me honestly dude <laughs> pain in the ass i always keep the uh, posters and everything inside the sleeve put one record in the gatefold and one on the outside hmm well they don't ship them like that and then you get the idiot that'll take the fucking record and he'll put it inside the closed gatefold rather than behind the jacket because it's still in the mail say if you put the record open side of the sleeve out facing the gatefold part of it if it slides that way it's gonna fuck up your edge of your, your spine of your gatefold yeah same problem put it behind the goddamn cover <laughs> put yeah put it in between and then put the other one on the outside yeah. Or put them both on the outside. Put them both on the outside. And if you're going to put it in between, put it to where the pocket side is facing up or out, not the gatefold. So Because where is it going to slide first? It's going to slide out of the goddamn cover, the open end. Right. So if it's going towards your gatefold, it's going to fuck your shit up. That's the problem with it. Otherwise, right. they're great. I like gatefolds. Or do you like those gatefolds that like are reverse where the fold is on the inner crease? Have you seen those? Yeah, I think so. That's a pain in the ass because then you got to open it all the way up, almost beyond ninety or beyond one eighty, to get your record out. That's yeah, a pain in the ass. that's Those what I'm suck. talking about. And then that's when my goddamn poster gets wedged into it because when I'm putting the Those record are back, because when bad. I'm putting the record back, like the records, it, it it doesn't slide out good, so it doesn't slide back in good. So you got to like kind of push on a little bit the pocket end, and so when you're sliding in, then it slides your poster in further, then it fucks your shit up. Well, that's, that's why, why you put the record in first, then the poster. Or don't put your record. Well, then in the, the poster's sleeve. hard to put in there, and then the poster gets stuck on the the outer the. Uh, that's the circular why you don't set. put the record in there. You put the poster in, leave the record outside of the sleeve. I, and I'm sitting here bitching about it. Why do I fucking do that? I don't know. It's happened to me. I, I can't think, think of the because I don't put my record on. <laughs> no, no, no. Because, well, yeah, but th- no, because I put my. That's what it is. Because the goddamn poster still doesn't fit in there <laughs> well enough. So, why would I stick it back in there? It's just a completest kind of thing well the record it's got to go where there's a fucking pocket for a reason but i don't know i'm bitch about all these things how other people don't yeah. do it and i don't do it right myself but i like gatefolds i do like <laughs> gatefolds too yeah there's some problems with them now as you had mentioned people get that shit though well if you're gonna put it behind the cover then it's not wrapped and then it's used fuck wrapped if you're gonna be doing a ra- record it should not be wrapped fuck wrapped this is the underground and if you if you're getting wrapped shit then it's it's it leaves i mean how many copies of that fucking satan record do i have to try to get one that wasn't fucking fucked up and the only one i got even even the stuff you guys that hh got in um they were fucked up from the shipment the only one i got was an orange vinyl from planet metal that the case was still intact and i was like oh Ooh, I like you know getting like fucking because the asshole that released out. it didn't take time to package it, and he shipped it inside the cover, right? Right, shrink wrapped. It's fucking stupid. I agree because I was at a, in a record store not too long ago, and the King Diamond re-releases. 
there was a, a couple of them that were all fucked up because of that. Well, then and then the problem with the shrink wrap though too. Say you're not ordering from mail order because then they put a sticker on it. Well, now I uh, now you got to cut the sticker yeah, off. Now I got to cut it. the fucking shrink wrap, and now I got the stupid shrink. I got a bunch of records where if you open the pocket cover, there's a a, a, a freaking uh, shrink wrap piece to stick it out with a sticker on it. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. I gotta have my fucking sticker, right? Which would be a lot if they put it in a goddamn poly bag like they should. You would stick the goddamn or sticker a sleeve on that. at the very least. Yeah, fuck problems man <laughs> totally <laughs> what about a colored vinyl black vinyl and picture disc i oh. like all of them oh wow <laughs> <laughs> eddie satan loves them holy shit dude i mean how many copies of fucking satanic royalty do i have god fuck i've got the J- japanese red one i got blue gray then, then i'll get like a scratch say in one of the gray ones. So I got to buy another gray one. It doesn't fucking scratch. How many times have you called me up where you're like, I got my red version of such and such album in, and it sounds exactly like the other colors. <laughs> sounds a little redder <laughs> than the others. Dude, I just got, uh, what did I pick up the other day? It was Mer- a reissue of Merciful Fate, uh, Melissa on red vinyl, and that looked fucking cool as shit. And there was King Diamond, uh, Abigail. Did you know us on Abigail that has the wrong labels? Oh, you told me to do that. I didn't. I was I was so intrigued by the blue vinyl. I was like, dude, this is like, this is like ocean water. I, I mean, I was just mesmerized. I was like, man, you can see, you can see the, the grooves in the record, and if you hold it in the light, that makes a funny wiggly thing. And I was just, I was so, and the same with the red, and those are two of the deepest, darkest reds and blues of, and I've got a shit ton of fucking vinyl. That are colored like that, it fucking looked really cool. And then, not to mention picture discs like the Sanctuary picture disc. That looks fucking cool. Or all my Iron Maiden ones. I was bitching that they weren't playing right, and I think what it was was my old record player that I was using. Well, picture discs on a uh, listening level, they have a lot of surface noise to them. They do, yeah. But they are awesome. They I are love, cool I love shit. picture discs. They're cool to hang on the wall. Granted, I got none on the wall because uh, I'm too nerdy to put them on the wall. Exactly. They're too expensive for me to buy two so I can put one on the wall and one in the collection. But they're definitely it's a cool like, thought. Well, which side do you stick out? Because like the midnight yeah. picture just both. Well, I thought about them. I would take it down and then I would flip it over after a while because I like some change every once in a while. But you'd have to put it behind like fucking UV protectant, no sun bleaching fucking glass. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's fucking, true. Well, let me ask you this. With that being said, then, if it's on the wall, do you like covers with your picture disc? I like covers with my picture disc. I do, too. That was the thing I didn't like about the Sanctuaries. It was just a fucking record. Yeah, and I think that's why, like, picture discs aren't that popular with people, and I think that's because they don't, a lot of times they don't come with uh, picture or, uh, covers, but my favorite cover, actually, I don't like when you get the same exact cover of the same al- of the album that the rest of it has. I like it when it comes in those die cut. It has the circle cut out, and then you can see the picture disc, but still, it's still on a cover. Kind of like the Crucify Mortals uh, converted by oh, the okay, yeah, that's yeah, not yeah, yeah. That's that's very. Cool. <laughs> I think it's in my work office. When it's yeah, yeah. That, that's that's pretty cool. Uh, I I I tell you, I like the the double LPs. Like a good example, Iron Maiden is because there's you got they did that too. Four different pictures. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about the ones I have that... Oh, yeah, you're talking about the uh, albums. Yeah. But they did that with some of the, like, the singles and stuff. Yeah, yeah, which is really fucking cool. Yeah, yeah they came in the die-cut covers. But yeah, I, I know, yeah, the double LPs are really cool when they have that. And I hate when they half-ass it. Like, when you flip it over on the back, then it's like just some shitty artwork, or like it just looks like someone, you know... 
pretty much you know how they'll have half ass trays designs sometimes like they'll just take the cover and then like blow it up like zoom in on something cool and like they'll, they'll put that on the back of the record then too and then they'll have like a upc or something like lame take the upc oh, off yeah. yeah that's stupid yeah put it that's in why the you need cover. the box yeah or the cover yeah 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 or put it in a sleeve and stick the upc on the sleeve right way you can get rid of it if you don't want it but i would need my i still I need, need the, the upc, UPC though yeah <laughs> just make it official <laughs> uh, dude tapes i I don't know how people are into them. Granted, I have them. I've got some too. I'm not a big tape collector. Like, because like Necrophil, some of that stuff was only on tape. Yeah, so you kind of got to have it. You got to keep it open. And I have a, I do have a tape player. It's a necessary means to keep a, you know, the collection complete. But I think they're getting a little too artsy fartsy nowadays too. Like they're now they're doing like the big case ones. Like if you were to get like a reading book. You know, oh, I haven't seen that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, come on, because now where the hell am I going to put that? It's, it's as big as a DVD. Well, even my my weird section of my CD rack, because I put my tapes on my CD rack, I have, you know, adjustable shelves. So below the CDs, I got my tapes. But even the, the bigger section for the fucked up CD sizes, even that thing is not as big as a high as a DVD. So where else am I going to put the damn thing? With the DVDs, so cool. You'd be like, "Fuck yeah, hell, you know, Exorcist. That's gonna be a great movie to watch tonight." Well, hell, let's watch this. You know, I don't know, Overkill DVD tonight. Oh wait, it's an album. I forgot because it's a stupid ass tape in a big ass case. You know what I mean? It's stupid. Why would you? Why would you make them big like that? That, that actually happened to me recently, not too recently, but with uh, Metal Lucifer. I think didn't they have a CD that was in a DVD case or something? No, they had a double LP that came with a DVD, so then the damn DVD was stuffed inside the cover, so then when you want to put it on your shelf, you have nowhere to put, put the damn thing unless you take the DVD out, and then now you got the DVD on the other thing. It has to stay inside the same packaging. Right. I'm too OCD for this shit. <laughs> well, how about, there was, there's one, I, fuck it, it was a tri, have you seen these trifolds where there's three fucking LPs? Like, I think it's Hell's Human Remains. Yeah, uh, Watain did one, and Hell's Headbangers did one for witch cross uh oh yeah that's right they're witch cross yeah those are awesome they're fucking sweet but i tell you they they're so fucking fragile man it's like you open them once and that's it well there's a lot of weight you gotta be very careful you gotta set it on the floor if you're gonna open it you gotta gotta set it on the floor and you gotta take the lps out the hell out of those spines Uh uh-huh and but they're fucking cool like that hell fucking human remains yeah fucking cool as shit yeah and uh, then like hell curse and chapter like i've got i think is that what's in that box no, no, no. It was a Jewish priest, a new priest, which is like a... I oh. totally fucking forgot to bring the hell down. So the hell, new hell, one of the hell albums comes in one of those? In a triple? trifold? Yeah, it's it's actually their first, like, um, Human Remains, their first uh, reunion Al- with uh, Dave Bauer singing. Um, uh, Ouch. It's a triple LP, though? It's a triple... Well, it's because it's got one side as tracks, side two is demos and live stuff. So, so side A is tracks from the record, side B is demos and live. Yeah. Side C, tracks from the record, side D, demos and live stuff. Oh, so they split it up. That's yeah. kind of neat. What's the what's uh, E and... Uh, same thing. E and F are the same deal? Yeah, tracks and then... And uh, so, yeah, I think there's six, six sides, so three LPs in it. And it, it's a shame because it, I, I'm so afraid to fuck with it. I always am just like, ah, oh, fuck it. I'll put the CD in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, there's definitely that occasion. And so like the Curse and Chapter, there's like 
different colored versions of it. So I'm like, fuck, I, I got to get a different color version. So there's a red that I'm eyeing up here on eBay. If anybody else out there buys it, I'll fucking kill you. But I'll buy it by then. <laughs> and um, it's like, I, I got to have it. And then it's like, all right, well, I have... Shit, I forget. I, I can't remember if the one cursed chapter I have is black. I think that's black and the human remains is clear. But then you, then you get, like, say, you're two different colors. And you're like, well, fuck. What's going to be my play copy? The black or the clear? <laughs> and do I buy a second of that version? And then I'm, I'm giving like, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, but it's too expensive. It I, I, I'm just, I get the cooler of the two and that's it. Unless it's something I really, really love, I'll do that. Uh, and then, yeah, that's what I've succumbed to. Is it's like I just get black final. Unless the spotter looks cool, unless it's like high spirits or midnight or something where I really dig it, and I'll buy. Well, would you buy a tape of those albums? No. What if it had the tape had special uh, a special song? If it had a special song, probably. What if it had alternate artwork? Because tapes have rectangle covers, and most album artwork is uh, probably. Square. The thing is, here's here's what's ironic. I do not think I ever bought the Satanic Royalty tape, even though it came with a sticker. Oh. Because I knew I would never use the sticker. I mean, there's some pretty cool tape, because like, tapes can have like the colored shells and stuff. Yeah. And uh, I was putting a plug out there, but um, Crucify Mortals' two albums are coming on tape, and they're going to have different colored shells and stuff, and they're going to look really nice. But now you can't break the fucking shell. you got to be... Well, if you broke hope. the shell, you broke the damn tape. Because you know, how, oh, the shell of the tape. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I thought yeah. you meant like the, the actual tape itself. I got you. I got no, you. the case. Well, that now, and so that leads to the next things. Now, tapes, and maybe you remember, maybe you don't. Tapes typically, obviously, you has that little uh, spine to, or that little panel that is. Uh, it has the tracks on it. You know? Yeah, it's like, and on then the, the, the case the bottom, has the opposite side of the yeah. cover. Yeah, yeah. And then the then the case has the prongs, and it's shorter for a reason because the case has the prongs, and you can't put any shit further than that. But there are those tapes that it does; it's not that little slither. It's it's just as big as the cover, and then they put holes in it so the prongs of the uh, case can go through it. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, I, yeah. Do you hate those? Yeah, you know it's a cool idea, but again, it's God, it's been so long since I've owned. It's so a lot of small, tapes. you lose a lot of the information by putting anyway, holes in it. Yeah, yeah, and and it's like, yeah, it's but just then, one more thing to fucking rip and be like, God damn it! Well, so then in the underground, and I, I noticed it with this one label, Witching Hammer Production or Witch's Hammer Production or whatever the hell, maybe that's a band or both. But uh, he would do that with he would have the bigger uh, the back of the tapes. Yeah. But his wouldn't have holes for the prongs. So then in America, you get it, and you're like, well, how the hell am I supposed to put this in a case? I got to break the prongs off, and then you break the prongs off, then it breaks the rest of the goddamn case. So then you got no case for it. But they over there in Thailand, which he was from, he had specialty cases. And it's just like, dude, you need to be sending this shit in those cases, not without cases. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Or you just need to put holes in this, or if you don't want to spend the extra money on this, then make the goddamn thing normal. <laughs> right, right. It's a pain in the ass, I'm telling you. And then they, they perf some of the shit. Like, where, where the if you take out the booklet, instead of it just being folded, they'll perf it. Perf. So then it's like, it's going to rip one day. Yeah, exactly. You got to, like, watch, look at it again, look at it once. That's like the Necrofell stuff was very long. Some of those, uh, God, I can't remember... Fuck, there's so many damn releases they've had. But there was some cool artwork on them, and it's not perfed, and it's like, 
That yeah, perf- perforating your fucking CDK or uh, tape cases is stupid. Yes, it's fucking retard. Uh, <laughs> the problems we've got in yes. the world. <laughs> now I was gonna go further and discuss on how you put your you store your records, but I don't want to. I want to open this up for a future segment, and I want to open it up to everyone listening right now to write us and tell us how you store your records. What kind of shelving do you got? You know, crap like that. How do you store your records? Do you put the records behind the sleeves? Tell us all your nerdish details because records are a pain in the fucking ass to store. It seems like no one, even like avid collectors, you're like, well, what did you do for your shelving? And like no one's, I don't know. It's not like a CD shelf. Or like, well, I went to Best Buy and I bought one. It's like no one has any like insight or anything. So I'm curious. And I will. Unless you're going to go spend like grands. You know? Yeah. You need something cheap. So I want to hear what other people have to say and write to me at hellcast at hellsheadbangers.com. And then we'll, me and Satan will get into how we got ours. Right, right. And I'll have we'll get to this. plug a place. And I think actually HH is going to get into kind of how i store mine oh in really? the business yeah those maybe okay yeah well leaving it at that uh yeah write us let us know and then we'll get to that segment so we'll have more examples of just us two dorks talking about ours but it took you a while before you started yeah oh yeah before that it was fuck i don't remember how i, I just well, kept them in the, in the white boxes i remember how i did mine so find that's out a pain more in the ass it. flipping through like a file you talk F about that. just fuck that is right, man. <laughs> fuck that with a fucking big fucking dick.
That is right. It is the eye of the tiger. Or in this case, the ear of the tiger. As we play the Riff Police. Adrian! (laughs) (laughs) And why would you think the eye of the tiger would be opening up this segment? Well, because I think one merciful fate (laughs) kind of ripped it off. Coming up. <laughs> it's the eye of the tiger. <laughs> you think it's a stretch? <laughs> I've never noticed it, but there are only what A, B, C, D, E, F, G, seven notes, and then the flats and stuff in between. So it's at twelve. 12. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but the exact freaking groove of it too. Dun, dun, like why isn't there? Da 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 da. You know, I mean, it could be because that's not what was groovy at the time. Uh, man. <laughs> no. Oh, I think it's great. I'm not ripping on fate. <laughs> I don't know. I like that. it better because now I'm like in the middle of the evil. I'm going. It's the I love the tiger. <laughs> it's the game of the. Fat. What was before though? Was that was fate wasn't. Before, I, it wasn't. I, 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 I was young, man. That was before I was in the maintenance stuff. Because I went out and I bought that tape. I bought Survivor's tape as a up. kid, not the Rocky soundtrack. Because I had to be. I didn't want to be a poser. Well, I had the Tiger was 1982, and uh, wasn't Melissa? I was nine in 82. So what's that? That's like yeah, like third grade, fourth. Mel- grade. No, no, Melissa was 83. However, that song, Evil's. It's probably on some demo stuff. I don't know. It's shit. I don't know. Maybe the Eye of the Tiger was first. I don't know. It's just, I don't it's know. A, Here, we would take a because I don't know if I'm like Merciful Fate. They's they got a lot of like shows and stuff. A lot of stuff they bootlegged or just recorded before Melissa. I, yeah, even I'm came sure out. that was. And a lot of those songs even were brass. Be- like it's on the beginning. So I mean, it, it's which when did that come out? Well, the beginning was a compilation. The beginning was, but wasn't it? That's that's like the beginning was nuns have no fun with bonus tracks. But it's it's a demo version, isn't it? No, it's an alternate take. It's all the songs oh, from Melissa that always start on the beginning are different takes or black uh, uh, black masses. I always is, thought um, it was uh, like a, uh, I forget what black masses was on, but it wasn't on Melissa and stuff. So you know, it was. Uh, yeah, it's different. So they're, they're, it gets a little in the early days of Fate. It gets a little bit tricky because there's so many different recordings and demos. A lot of those songs, like if you listen to Bratz, I thought there were demos on that. Actually, if you listen to the Bratz demos, yeah. the, like with King Diamond on them, like a lot of those songs became like "Don't Break the Oath" songs. Like even "Death Kiss" was yeah. "Dangerous Meeting" and stuff. Like everyone pretty much knows that from the Roadrunner reissue. But anyway, blah blah blah. Boring. Yeah, nonetheless, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not bored about talking about Fate. I'm kidding, <laughs> but uh. I don't know. It could potentially be before I had the tiger. Could be. I, maybe. <laughs> but then again, maybe Survivor. Before Survivor, there was then the 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 Survivor demos that they called themselves dead, and that was you know obviously <laughs> they called themselves victim actually <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> right. That's how you're going on that. Yeah. Bad joke.
greater terrible certainty. What's wrong with that, you say? <laughs> I know it's coming up. <laughs> That's exactly. what it is. All right, the tail end's a little bit different, but it's pretty. And it's notes instead, or chords instead of notes on this one. Fine. <laughs> it's definitely reminiscent, but I don't think anyone stole it from one another. It was just kind of. A, I mean, those are popular chords too with the thrash, like to go up to a high E chord on your. You know, your A string and anyone that's not very mode like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe they did rip it off. Or maybe, now this is not metal, but the Coffin Shakers with Curse of the Mummy's Tomb sounds very much like a metal riff. Could you tell me who before? Not that. Let me. That's totally fucking ace of spades. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? Let's compare. Alright, it's not totally Asus Face, but. Oh, maybe it is totally Asus Face. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's the when the guitar kicks in. That sounds really good, by the way. Yeah, I love the Coffin Shakers. Yeah, it's the same. Dun, 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 dun. When the guitar kicks in, it's the same. And then this is identical, too. And I think um, this might be reminiscent to the people that were paying attention when we interviewed Caton from Hyrax. But this is Inferno from uh, Norway with Satanic Overkill. And I don't know. This riff just seems like it came from somewhere else. <laughs> It sounds a lot like Bombs of Death. See? <laughs> it does. And that's coming straight from Kate, because didn't he say that in the interview? What's that? That it, it sounded just alike. He didn't know about it. Oh, he didn't know I about it. I pointed it out to him. It's so definitely, I mean, I know that. Hyrax was first, obviously. Like, I, obviously, much, yeah, yeah. But uh, ten years or so before, but Death Breath is guilty of it too. This might seem a little bit reminiscent to a certain band. Can you tell me who, Eddie? Hell, even the guitar tone. <laughs> Ring any bells? Maybe this will jog your memory. <laughs> Even the guitar tone's kind of like that thick, just yeah. Well, that obviously isn't, but and then they even the pinch harmonic. <laughs> a little bit of uh, sacrifice there for you, in case you didn't recognize it. I think it's kind of a direct ripoff, in my opinion. Now. The metal teacher, Dennis, had uh, noticed this in his uh, extensive knowledge towards Megadeth. I kind of gave up on Megadeth long before this album came out uh, in 
discography were Return to the Hanger. I didn't even Return know that. Return to the Hanger. Which I didn't I, know that was a, an album they did. No, it's not an album they did. Uh, the album oh, is The World Needs a Hero. Oh. And Dennis says this is a bad album. I didn't know. Like, I don't know. I thought the song was good. Bad uh, album or. But. Like, as in awful or as in, like, it's bad? Uh, he's. Like, uh, Michael Jackson bad. Awful. Okay. I think actually that was his word, was awful. But, uh,. Nonetheless, Return to the Hanger sounds pretty reminiscent in a very brief way to a certain chord progression. Does this ring a bell? (laughs) You know what's funny is very rarely do I notice this shit. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. I don't know why. I guess... It's definitely, like, it's not, the core progression is, but the tail end is what's different. Some of those, like, I mean, the Hyrax one is a definite direct oh, that, ripoff. That was a total ripoff. The, 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 the Sacrifice did, yeah. is a total ripoff. Creator and Slayer, not so much. Coffin Shakers, I mean, it's, it might be kind of a leap since it's, you know, country, but it's definitely. It's never like country. That's like, uh, what do they call that? That's, uh, I don't know. There's another name for that. I don't think it's really country. but Well, I was unpleasantly surprised that any tune that I, in particularly, particular, wrote would have a riff. I never intentionally stole. That was a Freudian slip. I think you did steal it. <laughs> right. But that I would, I would think that, especially the song that was, that I found this riff on, would have a different reference if someone and I'm actually I'm, I'm the guy that noticed it so no one pointed it out to me but I would figure that if it would ever to be noticed it would be attributed to another song that I will play here in a second but the riff that is definitely taken maybe you'll recognize it Eddie you played it before and that's why it's stolen you stole it you motherfucker possibly Hyrax fan you ready Right here. Uh-oh. <laughs> I did write that. Or did you write that? I don't remember. You wrote the rest of the soul. Well, that song's got two rip-offs in it. It's different notes, but it's close. It's very, it's very melodically the same. Yeah. Now that's not a ripoff. That's Satan at his best. Right. <laughs> it's the best he could do. That was probably all I got. <laughs> I would have thought that it was more so going to ever be attributed to this song. Not exactly with ripping off riffs, but the structure and the ideas of the riffs are very inspired. <laughs> yes. As the guy that was the sole writer, that I was definitely had that in mind, as you might tell from this. Hey, 
and so on and so forth. If you know the two songs, you can kind of compare them. The structures are kind of what's inspired in the style of the riffs, but then I think the CM song kind of takes a turn after the solo. Yeah. But sure. uh, that was definitely what I had in mind. So I, I find it interesting, though, that because <laughs> I, was, I was overhearing someone listening was listening to Hyrax one day. I was like, fuck, that sounds, sounds like that goddamn lead. <laughs> yeah, it does. You know, and as many times, I actually listen to that album a lot, and I, I again, I never noticed it. I, I think as I just get so caught up in what I'm listening to, or I listen to it at the gym, you know, or something like that, and I'm, I'm doing other stuff, and it's, you know, the music's there as my keeping me from strangling douchebags at the gym. Oh. But um, it, I very, I, I think sometimes I do pick up on it, but I don't know. A lot of times you don't. A lot of times I don't. Well, it's hard. You know, there's so much music. There's so many notes on the guitar. There's so many, especially when it comes to thrash and fast shit. There's only so many grooves you could really get into where it's not just becoming a mess or too mathy. Well, there was a riff that I wrote that we were jamming there for a while. That's so much like Slayer. (laughs) 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 Hasn't come out yet. No, it hasn't come out yet, but it's. <laughs> well, here's not exactly a riff, but a drum beat that sounds very reminiscent. Here's the originators. You ever hear this song? I'm not familiar with that band at all. Kind of sounds a little bit like the Danish rockers. And I, I got to. I, I actually, this one, I, I do remember this. Think. <laughs> Dude, listen to the beginning of this. This is someone on YouTube posted it because I didn't. You know, just easier to pull it up this way. What the fuck is like on their record? Listen to this. It's got to be background stuff. That one I always noticed. It's a very simple drum beat, and you know anyone could have come up with it. But and that's why kind of a. Yeah, but it's kind of a big ass song to where you kind of like you gotta you know do a little bit there. I mean, Merciful Fate pulled it off with uh, uh, Nuns Have No Fun, or was it Evil Eyes? That's dude, this is because Merciful. I Fate, guess I know this this one too. Well, the, I mean, not only it's a ripoff, but it's I mean they managed to make it different, you know. Yeah, but I mean it. Yeah, but his beat's a little more involved. It's not as yeah. straight up. He's got more like different time. Like, and then the guitar kicks in, and it's like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah, it's different. It's it's so fucking good. Which one do you like better? You can't. I don't think I, that that's that that's since we brought up Kate, and that was one of the cool things on that um, thrash and destroy. It, it, we've talked about it before, where he bro- stops a song, breaks up a fight. It's like you know. Argue with your mouths, not with your fists. Like, who's better, Merciful Fate or Iron Maiden or whoever he pairs yeah. up, Motorhead or yeah, yeah, whomever. And it's like that's that's fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and that's the thing though with all this stuff, man. I'm sitting there smiling because we're listening to all this fucking cool music, and it's like you're influenced by it. Of course, you're gonna, you know, I mean, sometimes it's gonna happen, yeah, unintentionally. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's gonna happen unintentionally, and you know what? And Anybody gets pissed off about it, you know, was that imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. So if anybody's dick about it, fuck them. Oh, totally. I don't know anyone not, being a dick about it. No, I don't think so either. But just if they ever words, who gives a shit? Yeah. Dude, that's a total ripoff of a merciful fate riff. Well, they are one of my favorite bands. Fucking they're awesome. I didn't think about it. 
So. Yeah. I mean, it, it's one thing to like intentionally go ahead and do it. And, you know, it is, it is easy to like, you know, snare at and now why would you do that? But I think it's kind of in a way it, it's obvious sometimes when it's directly ripped off as you could hear on some of those, as opposed to just pure accident because yeah. a pure accident they're not like note for note they're not play for play like they don't they still have a little bit different and again edge. there's only so many notes on the guitar yeah so 12. many notes period yes 12 with a you know abc flats blah, yeah. blah, blah. right and then i mean how many time signatures can you do without getting all fucking proggy and exactly Especially metal, you know, that's what I was saying. You yeah, know. and then, you know, because then what, you're going to be Meshuggah, which, you know, they're their own fucking genre. No, they ripped off some riffs, too. <laughs> Pretty sure I heard some rip-off riffs for them. Yeah, there's some Blue Oyster Cold, I think they ripped off. <laughs> now, I don't know if this is close. Do you think this is close? Listen to this riff. Judas Priest. In comparison to corrosion of conformity. <laughs> You're laughing, so I think it maybe is a yes. <laughs> Again, something I guess I never put together. Uh, I never did either. I actually stole that off a of message board because I thought it was a good example. But then there was another one I wanted to reflect upon. Doing, going to the forbidden band, and not the good band called forbidden, but the forbidden band that sucks... But has a f- few good jams. Well, Enter Sandman was a total ripoff of something, wasn't it? I don't know. Dave Mustaine said it was a r- ripoff of uh, one of his band songs. Remember that, Dennis, in the book? <laughs> Metallica, with For Whom the Bell Tolls, seems like they got a little bit on a uh, plagiarism spree. Gravity. After their shitty drummer couldn't come up with anything else. But <laughs> they decided, hey, let's rip off. This dun, 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 dun. Yeah. So bad. Not bad. He is. Oh, yeah. And it's a shame because fucking guitars. I. Yeah. But what do you mean? Fuck their guitar player because we heard that with Tony Iommi. <laughs> I'm Ferris Wear Boots. Yeah, so cool. <laughs> and Bill Ward can drum. <laughs> and, and it makes me want to. You know what's funny? These days, as much as Ozzy's been overplayed and maybe Sabbath, you know, the the songs that are overplayed by Sabbath, you jam that and you hear, you hear that for whom the bell tolls. And, and I'm like, you know, it's, the guitar sounds good, the bass sounds good, but then you and you're like, Neh. it's not that it's bad. It's just, but then you hear that Sabbath, and it makes you want to go fucking jam some Sabbath. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for whom the Beatles makes you go, ugh, I heard oh, that too that, many that, times. Yeah, yeah, yeah and the Sabbath one's like, huh? Well, I listen to that fucking I mean, record I, in a while. I, I, I don't want to hear Iron Man, but man, I want to hear some freaking Volume Four. Or, yeah, or Sabbath. It's been a while or, since Sabotage. You know what? I've never really got that familiar with Never Say Die. I think I'm going to listen to that after right. after Sabotage is over. Fuck, you know what? I'm going to start from the beginning. I'm just going to start at the beginning. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. This is a black Sabbath. Or Alternica. You're just like, eh, I don't want to listen to this. <laughs> I, don't know last, <laughs> I don't know the last time. Unless you hear, well, I, I will say, though, if I hear something off Kill 'em All, it still kind of gets the blood boiling. Really? A little bit. 
Depends on what it is. It freezes as long as it's not like fucking Four Horsemen or Seek and Destroy. Oh. To See, when I hear Four Horsemen, I go, I want to listen to Killing Was My Business. Yeah, like, that's Mechanic's exactly. way better version. That's where the real guitar playing is. <laughs> that's where the real metal song was. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of thieves out there. I don't know that they're thieves, but some maybe, well, some maybe accidentally. You didn't let me finish my sentence. <laughs> now you know how it feels, I'm glad you bitch. didn't let me finish my sentence, because I didn't know where else I was going to go with that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Dick. But you're right. Uh, it is quite girthy. But, uh, yeah, so that was Hellcast. Uh, <laughs> then those were some songs. And this is still Reaper and Eddie. Yeah, and uh, those were some songs that were definitely in close proximity to one another hellcast at hellsheadbangers.com and i am eddie eddie satan at hellsheadbangers.com all one word eddie's naive <laughs> e as in earnest d as in, d as in eddie d as in <laughs> oh mr Osric, you'll always be in our hearts i had to share this actually with, when with editing hellcast <laughs> episodes there's eddie jokes that are actually funny that totally just go over my head at the time of doing the episode that I when I'm editing back I'm like oh man I wish I'd like reflected on that that was actually pretty funny and then the ones that do just like it's just like war, war, war. it's just like that was bad they are bad <laughs> holy shit yeah, you, never, you don't get the airtime for the good ones and then the the, the bad ones they're like totally reflected on. <laughs> <laughs> Poor <all> Eddie. Right. <laughs> uh, 13 mentally. That's all right. <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening.